When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now I'm recording. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> all right, we get to start over if that's all right. You guys got the time? I got the time. Yeah, I got Okay. I got a few. I got time. Hey, everybody. This is Dave here from Vikings First and Skull, and I'm hosting this week's NFC North Roundup, and we are now doing take two because I was the one that forgot to hit the record button. Yay! Hopefully my team doesn't play that badly this weekend, but we shall see. Anyways, I want to welcome everybody here. First, we have Pay from Chicago, representing the Bears, and the The Bear Claw Podcast the best podcast in the Windy City area to cover all your bears, needs, wants, and desires. Then we have June and B. Foster from the Detroit Lions who are there representing Bleachers to Speakers. The Motown City's best Detroit Lion podcast out there. And then we have Bob from Green Bay, or representing the Green Bay Packers in Love and the Leapers podcast, where they're trying to get their groove on and give a little love to their quarterback, Love. I want to welcome all you gentlemen this second time around, and uh, we'll first start off with discussing week seven results. Again, but first, let's start out with pay from the Chicago Bears, where the Bears met up with the Las Vegas Raiders. How did that game go, pay? That game went beautifully for us. (laughs) Not so much for the uh, for the new Vegas residents. Um, I think us us beating them put the put a. uh, uh, I forget. I'm blanking on his uh, McDaniel's. I think us beating him with a Division Two quarterback, a rookie Division Two quarterback, put him squarely on the hot seat. Uh, man, it's it's, uh, it, it's it was a good game for us. We we ran. We had 180 yards on the ground. Our as previously stated, our quarterback was is a rookie from the D2 school. The first time a D2 school, a, a first time a quarterback from a D2 school has started a game in the NFL since 1950. Um, and he came out victorious. He he did exactly what he needed to do. Um, I don't think the, the, the script was, was very vanilla for him. 
Uh, he moved the chains. He saw he felt the pressure. He, he got rid of the ball, and he was able to keep those running lanes wide open for for Foreman to eviscerate those right those Raiders to the tune of three touchdowns. It was a great game all around. Our defense had uh, only had one sack. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot for us. Um, we had three turnovers. Two of one of them went for a score. Jalen Johnson, who's uh, who might be on the trade block, he had a, a a pick six. He had two interceptions. One of them went to the house. It was hey, look. It's great game all around. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, let's go Bears. Hey, it was good to see. I thought to see the Bears come out and win another one. Did uh, your new quarterback teabag the Raiders? Oh, we definitely uh, laid them. We definitely laid them out and bared down right on right on top of. Them. It was one. Of, it was it was one of those good one of those good games. Hey, I I, I think it's awesome that uh, you have a another winning quarterback in your den that can uh, take you to all sorts of promised heights in the future. Maybe. Hopefully. (laughs) We move on to, we get a little bit more depressing as the rest of the division goes on. We have Detroit. Detroit faced the Ravens where they fell to a score of 38 to six. Foster, mm. what happened in that game? Um, that was definitely a week that we would like to put behind us. Um, out the gate, things were not going well. Defense was uh, leaving players wide, wide open. Our offense could not get going. And uh, that was that was hopefully the worst week that we will suffer this year. You know, we, we were due for, for a nasty one and that was definitely it. June. What went wrong? We suck, Dave. We suck, Dave. That's <laughs> it. There's nothing much else to say. Offense sucked. Defense sucked. Uh, the, the coaching sucked. Everything sucked, Dave. There's no other way I can put it. I, I had some fantasy players in that game, and I was happy with the, with the results. Hey, you stay over there with the, with your win versus the uh, Raiders. You, you just, just stay over there right now. Well, My at bad. least you made it home safely. Your fantasy, your fantasy points don't mean anything in our win-loss column and in, in our dignity, which was dragged mightily in Baltimore last Sunday. Oh, well, that drops the Lions to five and two on the season. Still, yeah. probably favored to win this division, even though they are no longer in command with a two-game lead. Anyways, I'll go. I'll explain that a little bit later. Next, we go on to Bob from Love and the Leapers, and his glorious Green Bay Packers traveled to Denver. To play at mile high. To play a team that is actually imploding and one of the worst in the league. And tell us what happened, Bob. It looks like uh, the Packers hit that dispensary before they hit the stadium. Got them some of that indica. <laughs> it's legal there. It's legal there, you know. And I get it because it's tough to be an NFL player. And, you know, I, we, it looks like we were on the couch. 
being in that game, just we just ordered a pizza and the movie's about to start in twenty minutes. You know, because that's what it felt like, you know. 30, 30 minutes passed by and that's when we start playing football. It was just another hard week of not doing what we're supposed to do and not finding our groove. Uh if you can take some of June's snip 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 some of his what he said about his team and please insert it here for me because pretty much we all sucked everywhere. It was a terrible time. Oh, we're sorry to hear about that, Bob. Hopefully yeah, this is, that <laughs> might change not, in the future. The I'm far not future. Not this week. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm hoping it's this week. You know, it's gonna be it's a turnaround. Chef Rarity's gonna put his bat hat back on, he's gonna take a ride back to the Wisconsin, hopefully at the back of the bus and think about what he can do for the next game. Gotcha. Hey, it's beautiful in Wisconsin this time of year. It would be nice to go up there and watch a game. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. That was the goal. Oh, I forgot a team. Who did I forget? Oh, yes, mine. The Minnesota Vikings faced off against the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. San Francisco 49ers considered the best or at least the second best behind the Eagles team in the NFC, period. They are well-rounded, well-built, have depth everywhere, have a good quarterback, have stars up the wazoo, both on offense and defense, and the Minnesota Vikings commanded that game almost from the beginning and pulled out a victory 22-17, to where Kirk Cousins played marvelously, And the rest of the team did as well, including the defense that came up with key plays at key times and made life miserable for my friends in San Francisco. The Vikings now move to three and four. They are two games behind the Detroit Lions, but in all reality, their fate lies in their own hands as long as the Vikings keep up with the Detroit Lions the rest of the way out, and then defeat them in Week 16 and 18, your Minnesota Vikings will be the NFC North Division winner. We'll see if that happens. We've got a few games between now and then to make sure that it does. Well, with that roundup, we're going to take a quick break. Hope you listen to some good sponsors. Put a little beer money in all our pockets. And we'll see you on the other side. And we're back. This time, we're going to look at the games ahead in week eight. We're going to start off with the first game that's played on Sunday. And that is an intra-divisional game where my Minnesota Vikings travel up to the hollowed grounds of Lambeau Field, where Curly and a bunch of the other Three Stooges haunt that field in one of the most historic places to play football ever. No disrespect to Curly Lambeau. He was a beast himself. But, Bob, how do you anticipate your Packers getting ready 
for this weekend's game hosting the Minnesota Vikings. First, that Jordan Love down in the video room and just showed him pictures of like Vince Young, Johnny Menzel, uh, who else? Just got various guys whose careers had just ended very swiftly for not playing too well. Uh, because that's where it's headed if he doesn't turn it up. Uh, he needs to turn, he needs to become the chef in the kitchen. So if we're going to win this game, we need Jordan Love to step up and be the quarterback that he's been training to be for the last three years. Well, isn't that LaFleur's responsibility to make sure he's coached up to be that guy? Mm. Very much. Yeah, very much so. Uh, this is this last game against Denver was a very much exposure game against LaFleur and our coaching staff. Uh, we all been we've been griping about Joe Barry for going on it's going on plural now two years with his schemes and his schemes not coming up and stopping the defense. Uh, but this is yeah, Matt Flory, like he's playing too quiet. Uh, we we want to see him come out a little bit more. Uh, part part of that Shanahan tree. Uh, we want to see more of those under routes, uh, CMC type plays, or you know. Where's the Mike Daniel playbook? You know, they all work together. So when we get to start breaking out plays that really favor our players' strengths. Because uh, right now we're playing like we're the gopher in the hole trying to dodge our shadow. What strengths do the Packers have that the Vikings need to be aware of? Speed. Uh, I think Romeo Dobbs is very underrated as a, uh, a physical uh, wide receiver getting him the ball more with Jaden Reed. Uh, we saw them score on Sunday. Obviously, the second touchdown with Jaden Reed was kind of fluky. Uh, even the ball thrown to Dobbs could have been considered an interception. But playing our playing to our physicality and our line stepping up and giving us enough time to throw the ball down the field, get the ball moving. Gotcha. What's the story on Wat, uh, Watson? Saw that he got injured late in the game against the Broncos. He's he's at designation, limited at practice. We did lose Darnell Savage, our starting safety, but you know, I don't wish injury on anybody. But hopefully, this is a time for someone else to step up in that spot because injuries that he that he uh, obtained during the game was mistakes he made, and that's what I feel like all our injuries are coming from is when someone makes a mistake in the game and. They find themselves injured on the ground. So uh, Watson is, from what I've seen, just has a designation. I don't think there's anything serious about it yet. But it's uh, Wednesday. We won't know some more till Friday. Uh, hopefully it's something serious. Do you have any questions for how the Vikings may play? Yeah. Uh, so uh, not having Justin Jefferson anymore. I see that you guys have a couple of wide receivers stepping up. Uh, are these guys are, are these guys streak runners? Are these guys route runners? Are they going to be slicing up our secondary? Or is it something fast, fast slot in receivers? Well, if you're referring to Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison, we drafted in the first round. He has to be about the mm-hmm. best route runner out there for a rookie I've ever seen. He is so fluid. He's so knowledgeable. He gets in and out. And mind you, I watched JJ as a rookie. 
Jordan Addison is absolutely magnificent of that. The problem with Jordan Addison is he's, he's a dim, of diminutive stature. He's 185 pounds dripping wet. Mm. Uh, but he can make a difference. Now, last week, Monday, against the Niners, his first pass, he caught, and then it was taken out by the Niners' defender straight out of his hands and run back for a Niners touchdown. Right? The turnover margin that the Vikings hoped to be on the positive side started out poorly, and that has been our Achilles' heel all season long. Now, the other one you saw was Brandon Powell. Brandon Powell came from, he was on the practice squad of the Rams. We brought him over. He's a nice young guy. He's not the speedster like player that J.A. Jordan Addison is. Jordan Addison has speed. Uh, even though it didn't show in the combine, he has on the field. He's fast. Powell stepped up. He caught some yeah. passes along with T.J. Hawkinson, former Detroit Lions tight end that we got last year. He's finally gotten sync with Kirk Cousins. You've heard me complain so far this season that they seemed a little bit out of sync. Thought it was because TJ Hawkinson had missed all of training camp due to contractitis. And he looked in sync. He had a good game. The receivers will be open. The biggest advantage the Vikings had, though, over the 49ers was our offensive line gave Kirk Cousins all sorts of time to throw. It was one of their best games ever. It was the whole time they were giving him an average of 2.7 seconds, which is longer than any other team has taken to throw against the Niners. And he had all day for the most part. In our matchups, we yeah. have we have the best tack, left tackle in the league in Christian Darison. We have the best right tackle in the league in Brian O'Neill. And Christian Darisaw is the best offensive lineman in the league per PFF. Christian Darisaw went up against Nick Bosa. 41 reps, Nick tried Darisaw. Nick Bosa won one. Darisaw won all 40 others. And the highlights of it are beautiful because Darisaw just knocked him on his butt. And then he tried against O'Neal and he didn't get, didn't get a pressure that way either. It's... uh. Your rush is going to have to be dead on or we're going to have to make mistakes for us to lose because Kirk Cousins will have time. And it bears out that if he starts out hot, there's no stopping him. Yeah, well, well, Dave, I'm not – you guys are coming into a game on Sunday that's going to be rainy and cold, 38 degrees to 48 to 40 degrees. So I this is, this is Wisconsin football right here. So I, I have – Confidence in this line because they played in that weather. I think, you know, you said Jordan Madison weighed 180 pounds. He's going to have a hard time running in that weather. It's uh, quite. It's just like, it's rather, yeah, so we're physical players. That's the one thing I like about the Packers. They can play physical. And so if we play a physical game and we, we're running down your guys' throat, uh, keeping, Kirk, keeping Kirk off the field. Keeping your, your offense off the field is going to be a, a big challenge, but it's something we haven't, we're not really accomplishing in the first half. We do accomplish it in the second half, but to, we, we just need, a, if we can play a full game, 
I see us. I can see a position of winning in Green Bay. It's quite possible. The weather is not good, and my team, like many others, to play in the dome, like it in the dome. And whether it will be a factor in the results. So, I didn't see very many wins for the day, which is good for our kicker who missed a couple kicks last week. We'll uh, we'll find out. But it's an NFC North battle. You know it's going to be good, and it's you know it's going to be close because they all are. Doesn't matter who's playing who and what their record is. It will be a game to watch. And those in the upper Midwest will be lucky enough to see it live on, I believe, Fox at noon. The rest of us have to catch it on Sunday ticket. Well, that brings us to the second game on Sunday, where the Detroit Lions are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. June. We play Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah. yeah. Who's the second game? Oh, disregard, disregard. I will back up one little bit. I got that wrong twice. First time we recorded, and now the second time. First time we didn't record, and now the second time. Second game of Sunday is the Chicago Bears traveling to the West Coast to play the Los Angeles Chargers at the Sunday night football game under the lights. There'll be plenty of Hollywood stars to see the latest quarterbacks take the field for your Bears. How will they do, Pay? The Bears have a great shot of getting their third win this month. Uh, um. If but you know, don't take my word for it because I, I still think the Bears should be six and one right now. But uh, they're they're going they're, they're going to see the Chargers as you stated. It's SoFi Stadium, beautiful stadium. They're going to have to deal with their team taking another loss. Um, Char- uh, the Chargers are led by Justin Herbert, who's fantastic young quarterback, uh, top ten quarterback easily, maybe even top five on some lists. Um, but he's been dealing with a broken. I think left ring finger has been causing him some making him a little gun shy. Well, as, as, as he's standing in the pocket, he doesn't want to take that, take that other hit and, you know, cause any further damage, cause any further damage to that hand. So when his offensive line has been uh, breaking down and they broke down a lot so far this season, Dave, uh, he's been getting rid of the ball and, and really quickly. It, to the point that a lot of his passes have been errant because he's just trying to get rid of it very fast. He's very cautious of how he's hitting the ground now. Um, so the, the the game plan for the Bears is, hey, you, we got to press this offensive line. We got to make Justin, you know, get on that back foot and throw the ball into the stands as he's, you know, as he's been doing ever since he hurt that finger. Well, I can tell you when he's healthy, when he played us, he dissected our defense. He has the mm-hmm. ability to do that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't take him lightly is all I can say. Well, well, how do you think your defense is going to do? As a whole? Uh, that's the challenge. That's the challenge. So, More sacks? 
that that's a funny word. Um, the Bears are 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 sack allergic. We had one last week. Uh, we're not a very good um, team as it as it as it means of getting to the quarterback. Um, you know, but anything can change. Like I said, their their offensive line hasn't been very stout so far this season. Uh, if we can get some pressure, um, that'll be perfect. That that gives us the perfect game script to go ahead and get this W. Well, on the offensive side, how are you going to attack the Chargers? So the offense, the, the the offense for the Bears is going to have to continue being progressive. Uh, the good thing we did against the Vikings, we were moving the chains. Uh, our rookie quarterback, he got he he diagnosed the, he diagnosed the defense on the pre snap very well every time. He didn't tr- he didn't test them in the secondary too often everything was pretty much short and intermediate until the until the sidelines a lot of screens gets the gets favorite um but we were able to keep moving the keep moving um down the field because our running game was so effective that's the key that's the key for this team we have the fifth best running game in the league we have to keep doing that against the charge you have to bring that bring them Straight hat, uh, hat on hat type uh, attitude into LA. The Chargers, they they play they play back. They don't crowd the box, and that's that leads us to, you know, they, they, that gives us the, exactly what we want to see. We want to see an open box. We want to be able to run right run right at them. And if we can do that, we can be successful. We can keep keep Herbert on the sideline, keep our offense on the on the on the field. And if you get us in the, in the red zone, uh, if you can't stop us running the ball back there in you know in the open field, you ain't gonna stop us in the red zone either. Hey, it's a path to win, and let's see if they do it. It's gonna be fun to watch, that's for sure. That can't brings wait. us to the Monday Nighter, where the Las Vegas Raiders go to Motown to to try to. To steal, is that a word? A win from the Detroit Lions. Now, question will be, after that loss this last week, will Detroit, was that their wake-up call? And are they going to return to form where they start dominating again? Foster, what do you think? Um, I think that we respond well to the... um the whooping we took last week. Um, I think Campbell's going to have the guys ready. Um, the Raiders are, you know, not very good on the road. They, they're coming off losing to the Bears at home and not a, uh, by a lot of, whole lot of points. Um, and I, I, I just think that they are not equipped to handle what it's going to take. Um, I think that we are going to reestablish the run that we were not able to um, establish due to the fact that we fell so far behind. Um, I expect us to get off to a really good start. I think the fans are going to be rocking on a um, primetime Monday night game. And uh, I think we're going to have some good momentum going into the bye coming up. I think we're going to get more healthy. Uh, I presume that Gibbs will handle most of the running duties uh, this week um, in anticipation for Montgomery taking back over after the bye. Um but yeah, the only thing that I that worries me a little bit is that the, the Raiders' offense—they do have uh, Devonta Adams, um, they do have Jacoby Myers, uh, they have Josh Jacobs. They do have some weapons offensively. Um, 
And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the Lions can can get to the quarterback because we didn't have a single sack last week. And um, our pass rush has slowed down from the effort that we put on against the Packers. And um, I don't even think we really got to Tampa Bay's quarterback too, too much. So um, that's been our biggest that's been our biggest issue is the inconsistency of our pass rush. So I, I hope we can get that going. But I, I, I think that we should win by more than a touchdown this week. Mm-hmm. June, is Goff streaky? We've always viewed him as a game manager type quarterback. Did he just not get in a groove last week and you expect him to when he's all in home confines where he's comfortable? Because we've seen I him think go golf, off. Well, I think golf benefits when there's a balance, when, you, when you're able to uh, run the ball and when you're able to maintain a lead or able to uh, dink and dunk. Uh, down 21, well, look at it like this. Three, three and outs, then you're down 28 nothing. Then you have the ball in golf's hands, which he's, you know, you don't want to depend on him to have to, re- to, to come back from twenty eight points and to and to throw the ball thirty to forty times. You don't want that. Uh, when you're down twenty eight, you're not running the ball, and then the defense knows this. They pin their ears back and they're prepared for it. I think golf does well when you have play action and when you can dink and dunk. You know, so. I think uh, Sunday's game was not in his favor, and it's not one where you can't afford to get behind with a quarterback like Golf. I mean, he'll he'll keep you in the game. He'll um, he can win some games, but he needs a lot of help. It's a lot of moving parts for him to be successful. Just can't depend on him to uh, to have comebacks in great games like that. When you're down, he's going to be successful on Monday. I believe so. The Raiders are 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 not, you know, stout on defense. Um, I believe they uh, they're not very good against the run, which bodes well for us Uh, with Jameer Gibbs. uh, I'm looking for him to have a a, a very good game. Expect him with Craig Reynolds. I expect them to uh, have. Have a have have a decent game between the both of them, and when you can do that, you, you you know you 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 don't have a lot of pressure on him to on golf to to have to throw for three or four hundred yards. And the intermediate game is his is his sweet spot. Running the ball, short little passes that you know, and then you do then you go over the top occasionally, which he does with with Reynolds and. Uh, JMO. So I think he'll be, I think the Raiders uh, pose that doesn't pose the threat that Baltimore Ravens did defensively. And I think uh, uh, we'll be up for the game Monday night. You Do you have any predictions? Either one of them. I don't do predictions. Foster will tell you that. I don't do predictions at all. Uh, I do predict a win, though. 
Yeah, June uh, avoids the predictions at all costs. I think I said, what did I say? That comes with uh, age and wisdom. Trust me, I do avoid them too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I had us winning by like 10 points or something like that. I can't have 20. Uh, I can't remember what it, what the actual score I chose. 27-17, something like that. Okay. Pay? I, I don't think the charges are light years ahead of the Bears. They... They have they have better players, yes. They have more talent, yes. But as far as has it manifested into into consistency on the field? No. Have they, has it manifested into any wins? Absolutely not. They're two and four over two and five. I think we are streaking, and they are not. I think there uh, is Taylor made for us to go ahead and take this game. They don't stop the run. We like to run. Uh, as long as we don't turn the ball over, we win games. We have in the two wins. In our in our two wins, we didn't have any turnovers. Um, if we turn the ball over, we're gonna lose. And usually, when we turn the ball over, the other team you know, scores with that turnover. Um, uh, so my prediction is that we're gonna continue playing a clean game of clean game of football, moving the chains, playing hat on hat, being physical, and we're gonna leave so far with a dub. Hey, that's outstanding. Let's see if it happens. Bob, what are you predicting for Sunday? A close W for the Packers. It's going to be all ground and pound this this Sunday. I don't, I don't predict any high scoring game. I think it's going to be it's going to be a close one. Uh, fourteen ten, seventeen fourteen. Uh, Packers. Could be. The Vikings offense has not put more than, I think, 22 points this season. Um, We expected 30 a week, and we're not getting there yet. However, go ahead. Sorry, the Packers haven't scored 20 points uh, in the last three games either. So that's why I expect a very low ground pound game from both teams this week. Ah, uh, well, I saw.